Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine, a podcast where we believe that music is best enjoyed with a drink in your hand. Every week, we create original craft cocktails and mocktails to pair with the songs of our favorite artists and invite them into our bar for a toast. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. If you're a fan of the show or maybe just entering the bar for the first time, be sure to subscribe and give us a rating wherever you're listening. And if you'd like to buy us around, head on over to patreon.com slash tunes and tumblers to become one of our fabulous patrons. I'm your host, Anthony, and I have officially recovered from the Thanksgiving festivities. You'll be glad to know that I survived four different meals with four different families slash groups of friends, and I've only gained five pounds and endured one excruciating food coma. And with Christmas and New Year's on the horizon, I'm training my stomach to do it all again. If I end up looking like Santa Claus by the end of the 25th, you all know why. Please endure this gluttony responsibly. (laughs) Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So I invited a new somebody to man the bar with me today. He's a television editor, musician, community organizer, polyglot, and many other hyphenates I don't have time to list. Mostly, he's just here to make sure I don't say anything stupid on the air. Tunes and Tumblr spam, please welcome Khalid Cannon to the pod. Wow. Hello. Hi. Hi. That's me. All of those words. <laughs> <laughs> I don't lie. We don't lie here. We only tell the truth. No. See? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have a musical guest today. She is an artistic force who has seamlessly navigated the world of music from ballet to billboard. Hailing from Denmark, she carved her musical path following a career-altering back injury, which led to the production of her debut album, Fauna, in 2008. Since then, she has shared stages with the likes of Katy Perry, Sia, and Coldplay while showcasing her multi-instrumentalist talents. Beyond music, she's graced judging panels on The X Factor and composed scores for Netflix's The Rain and Tavali Ballet's Askapot or Cinderella for all us English speakers. She's here today to talk about her latest album, Loop Soup, a genre-bending pop feast she released on her own imprint, Tusk or Tooth. Tunes and Tumblr's fam, please welcome Olan to the pod. so much thanks for having me oh i get 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 stressed out when listening to uh, all of that stuff about my life <laughs> sounds like a very stressful, stressful career <laughs> we'll now have you answer for your crimes <laughs> yeah. well thank you for joining us today uh where are you zooming in from right now i'm in copenhagen in denmark oh wow and for our listeners in my basement actually down in my studio <laughs> Very nice. Uh, for listeners, it is 11 a.m. here in Los Angeles. What time is it over there? It's uh, 8 p.m. Oh, wow. So we will we will get this done pretty quickly so you can head out to the bar or go to sleep, whatever it is that you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, we'll see. It's been a few weeks and we've, uh, you know, we've, we've had a long time to relax, go on our holidays and everything. But I need to bulk up 
my Spotify playlist now that we're back. So can you all tell me what you've been listening to recently? Khalid, do you want to go first? Oh God, oh God. Everybody knows the horrors of the Spotify Raptor on this time of time of year. Yeah, right? <laughs> on everyone's social media. Uh, I, 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 I've been listening to a lot of, uh, well, at least I didn't know I was listening to these, but Spotify Wrapped has very adamantly told me Esperanza Spaulding, um, some James Brown, uh, and some Frank Ocean. So, you know, we're, we're all over the map in that regard. But um, Spotify Rap has me at gunpoint and has told me these things. So, <laughs> all glory to our Yeah, to our I know God. the feeling. <laughs> Nana, how about you? What have you been listening to? Um, I've been listening to really bad kids' music, but that's not voluntary. Kids' music. Um, yeah, <laughs> because I have two kids oh. and they are just like, the only good thing that they're listening to at the moment is uh, Foo Fighters and Michael Jackson a lot. Um, Foo Fighters is kids music. I'm going to be dated if it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my kids are kind of weird in that sense. They really love rock music. And um, they're very much into uh, the specific song Hero by Foo Fighters. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and he's just three, the little one. And he goes to the basement and he pulls the drumsticks and he just like goes nuts with the Foo Fighters. And, and Kurt Cobain. They love Kurt Cobain. Wow. It's so weird. I think you might be raising them right. Yeah. My hero, <laughs> hero was my yearbook quote. So, you know, they're, they're going in the right direction. Yeah. Wow. It's funny. It's not even... I don't even really listen to, to Foo Fighters or Kurt Cobain these days, but they've just picked it up. Mm. Wow. I love that. I really do. I just have one song that I'm, I'm actually listening Go to. That's it. not <laughs> just them. Um, I don't really know how to pronounce her name. Amaray, maybe? Amaray. 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 A-M-A-A-R-A-E. Okay. And the song is called Co-Star. Co-star. And it's incredible. I've been listening. It's the one song I've been listening to the most the past year. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna have to look that it up. It starts out, yeah. It starts out with this like harp type synthesizer, and then it has this kind of like um, hyper pop, super mm. catchy chorus. Amore is a Ghanaian American singer songwriter. Incredible. And for listeners. I mean, listeners who have done this with us a lot, they know that all of these songs that we talk about go on to our What Have You Been Listening To playlist. So if you get curious, just head on over to Spotify and listen to all of the nonsense that we talk about in this show. But, you know, <laughs> we're talking about Spotify wrapped. And you know how when you like listen to like a lot of ambient stuff to like, you know, put you to sleep Ooh, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I accidentally kind of got caught up in that. And I didn't realize that I listened to a lot of Miracle Tones, which is this ambient music project of a Swedish producer named mm. Timo Krantz. And like, this was a suggestion for my therapist. I'm, I'm going to just like go into oh, it really yeah. quick. Okay. So um, he makes music um, that that is like solfeggio frequencies. Um, are either of you familiar with those? I'm not. I don't go to therapy enough for that. <laughs> so... so Solfeggio frequencies, like there's this hypothesis that everything in the universe has its own resonant frequency of vibration and the vibrational signature of certain sounds um, from like 174 hertz to 963 hertz in particular, uh, it is thought that these can like positively impact our mental, physical and spiritual health. And there's nine of them, each, each with like a different mm. thing that it's supposed to do for you. Mm. So like, for example, okay. 174 is supposed to like relieve pain and tension, stress, 
and then like 741 is supposed to eliminate like toxins and negativity from your body i mean like i don't know how true this is but i just like put on his stuff i'm like this is pretty relaxing these are frequencies or, or bpm uh, their frequencies. Oh. So like, th- I'm not sure how he does it, but it'll just be like these ambient soundscapes that kind of like revolve around certain like wavelengths. Mm. So that's so interesting. I, I just uh, read recently that James Blake had re-released his latest album as a, like, you know, it's been reworked with that in mind where they've just like pulled out all, all those frequencies and made it like musical therapy pulled them out uh, out of the mix the, yeah they've just like enhanced it and mm. like rearranged some of it so it becomes more like ambient music mm. but they've taken his original tracks and worked with it also i think some ai it's very interesting i don't really understand it it's like i feel like it's some german producers who's done it Mm-mm. have you not heard about it i've not heard about it i've not heard about it but then again okay. i don't know any german so i'm sure it's a whole <laughs> But I went, uh, I went and listened to it, and it was really, it was really beautiful. But his music is already kind of like ambient and relaxing. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm gonna have to check that out. But anyway, according to Spotify Wrapped, um, I listened to a lot of solfeggio frequencies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that just completely messed up my algorithm. You heard it here first. Spotify Wrapped 2023 brought to you by Therapy. <laughs> Well, again, listeners, if you want to listen to anything that we talk about on the show, head on over to our What Have You Been Listening To playlist. You'll know you've found it because the image is of like a pug loaf that I still have to change. We want to make it back into BLT sandwiches because that's... <laughs> we're, we're all... It stands for What Have You Been Listening To, but it's actually YBLT. Um, and we, we're, we ask the question, why BLT? because it's delicious oh so go check it out save it also if you're an artist yourself or have friends who are artists please drop into our instagram dms send us their work we love pumping up these artists and putting them on the playlist yeah and also we'd like to interview you come on the show yes you chill out we want you here You know, I think that I have procrastinated long enough, though. Both of you are new to the bar. So before we go in, I need to see an ID from both of you. To- oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nana, do you want to go first? What have you brought with you today to show the bouncer? Um, I have an ID. Uh, no, that's not the right one. <laughs> that <was> just- <laughs> Here's my ID. <gasps> oh, a Pokemon card. What is, what is this one? I can't see. That's, so much. Uh, that's the Milton. Mm. It's a, I guess it's a violent type Pokemon, and it's a, and it's a basic development. I used to play. And, uh, I used to play Pokemon cards, so like I understand everything that you're saying, but I do not know I this don't Pokemon know this card. Melton. You don't know Melton. Melton. I yeah. think his uh, middle. Ev- what's it called? The the development of them. Yeah, the evolution. What, how do you say that in English? Yeah, evolution. the evolution. The evolution is um, a Melmetal. Right. He's the oh, so he turns into that one. Yeah. And for those for those who are listening, she did just pull up at the beginning of this bit a, a, an N sixty what not N sixty four a Super Nintendo cartridge was her first ID. It looks like it's Super Mario Bros. I think that's the original it is Super Nintendo. Mario Bros. It's the original Nintendo. It is. It is. Before forgetting and then bringing up her Pokemon card. So you have at least two of these sort of artifacts. Do you just have a whole collection of these? Yeah, it was actually just lying on the floor. <laughs> I have a brother with- yeah, it just happens to be. You know how everyone has Super Nintendo games lying on their floor. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's my studio basement, so I have weird things lying around. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. 
I'm going to have to pull my Nintendo out of storage after this. For sure. It's so fun. It's not the Mario. (laughs) Khalid, you also brought something to show our bouncer. What is it? So I will say, I did bring bring a little trophy here from a thing that I was going to, but I'm actually going to, I'm going to go a little bit abstract here. Uh, Thanks to your your Nintendo thing. I'm going to pull out my old wallet, pull out a beaten and battered Eevee Pokemon card oh, that I keep really? with me. Yeah. So, oh, oh. Uh, from a very long time ago, uh, since I guess we're going in that direction. Now, the, I, uh, the onus is on you, I think. The pressure's on you, Anthony. Oh my God. To also have a Pokemon card. If you don't, you will be kicked off. Ah, oh God. You know what? I, there was that moment where I'm just like, you know, when Beanie Babies were going to be like the new big investment, oh, for sure. I saved all my Pokemon cards. And then my dad went through the garage. He's like, do you want this big booklet of Pokemon cards? This was like five years ago. And I'm like, no, you can toss it. And I regret that decision oh, no. every single day. <laughs> that's like your savings right there out the window. That's all of it's gone. I mean, that's just a metaphor for my life in general. Just my savings Oof. into the trash. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> So why Eevee? Why Eevee? Um, it is, wow, it is an old relationship I had with somebody where we went to a Build-A-Bear and built an Eevee doll and a Charmander doll. And so we got the cards that came with it. Um, and we're, we're, we're no longer together. That's a story for another time. But, you know, I'm ready to Pokemon battle. If you ever, if you ever want to, Nana, let's do it. Let's, let's <laughs> wage war against each other. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I guess the question is the same for you, Nana. Um, why Melton? Why Melton? It was just there on the floor, literally. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tell Melton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Make him feel special. <laughs> yeah. Melton, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, both of those worked. I think our bouncer is also a fan of Pokemon cards. There's very rarely something that he's not a fan of. He looks happy. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Tunes and Tumblers bar. Um, it's usually only open for an hour or two in the middle of the day, but since you're zooming in from the complete other side of the world, it's already night, which means we're finally open during normal hours, and maybe that'll finally bring in a, a customer or two. Oh, my God. Yes, we might have a return on this investment oh. at some point. <laughs> but let's get some tunes going while we uh, start making the drinks. Khalid, since the rest of our regulars are out of town, I'm turning over the keys to the jukebox to you. What are we listening to? Okay, so today, yeah, we've got Nana. Uh, she is a lead from an of Oland, which is a, a Danish uh, futuristic pop. Is that Would that be the, the right appellation? Uh, they've been called Grandiose, mm-hmm. Cinematic, Deeply Existential. We've got a new album here, uh, Loop Soup. It's the sixth album uh, from your own imprint. Um just delves into a bunch of existential woes that, of course, are all all, all prescient to all of us uh, here on this side of life. Um, uh, I absolutely am in love with it. I've seen things I haven't heard talked about, and that's and you know that's the thing that people think about with music is what are they talking about? What are the new things that they're talking about? This social media anxiety that you see on Bleed, uh, sort of the the existential woes that are in it with with growing up, with getting older, with still relating to. The fast pace of life, especially here in Los Angeles, I, it is. How did you jump into things like that? I mean, this these aren't things that most people are talking about on 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 sort of the future pop wavelength. Yeah, I guess you're right. I think it's. I really just wanted to write music that was about my inner life, mm-hmm. uh, and I just feel recent years have been really. I feel like as a species, we've really just had to confront so many 
problems in the way we do things in in society lately, like the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've just had to like break ourselves down and relearn a lot of things. And uh, that that has just made me question a ton of things about how we do things and how I do things and how I see things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to put those very like sometimes mundane problems into songs because I feel like it's a it's a image of what it is to be human right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that I have a pretty good drink to go along with this. Mind if I take the helm for a second? Oh, jump in, my good friend. Mm-hmm. So I looked at what your preferences are and I saw gin on there. I also saw yuzu, which are two very different types of flavors. You know, you have the gin that has, what is it, juniper berry? Like it's made from juniper berry. Jerry's mm-hmm. out. Yes. Yeah. And then yuzu is more of like a Japanese fruit. And I'm like, you don't usually see these two together. And so there's like these disparate flavors coming together. And I think that that's very emblematic of what you're doing in Loop Soup. There's all these different anxieties that you're jumping into and trying to make sense of. And it coalesces into this like beautiful piece of like retro futuristic pop. So I'm going to start with those two. I'm calling this a you soup. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Y-O-U, but also Y-U to um kind of bring in the yuzu yeah so we're gonna start with some gin equal parts gin and yuzu liqueur that's what we have here adding a little bit of simple syrup to kind of round out the sour notes of the yuzu and then um put in some mint you're gonna muddle all that up pour it over ice and then float with some elderflower tonic and i just think that this is a very simple drink you can get all of these ingredients at like you know uh i don't know what you have over there but there's like this big store called total wine that just like has a bunch of liquor and i just walked in there and i'm like this looks good this looks good this looks good Mm. yeah Mm. keeping it nice and simple you got four ingredients plus herbs and yeah Mm. it's freaking delicious and it's light it's refreshing it's refreshing it's also very strong it sounds delicious now, can we have 30 minutes of Anthony sipping mm. this drink ASMR? <laughs> yes. You know, be very jealous. I'm so sorry that you couldn't be here. Like, we're. Yeah, but I, I can taste it in my brain. Oh. <laughs> because I know, I know all the, the flavors and I know exactly how it will taste. Mm-hmm, mm. And it's good. Yeah. It's good. The thing is, I labored over this one for a little bit and I kept being like, no, that's not the right ratio. No, that's not the right ratio. And then I realized halfway through making the drink, I'm like, oh, I'm really tipsy and I haven't even finished making the drink yet. <laughs> so suddenly everything's the right ratio. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly it. I think we need a toast. Khalid, we need a toast. Nana, yeah. cheers. cheers on, yeah. Clink. I have my sh- shoe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tunes and Tumblers fam, stick around because when we come back, we're talking to Olen all about Loop Soup, navigating a brave new world, and maybe burning society to the ground. I don't know. All those are on the table. So stick around. Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. Welcome back. We're here with Nana Olin for what is it? Fabricius? Is that how you pronounce your last name? Olin Fabricius, like delicious. Deli- yes. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Better known to the world as Olin. Let's get right into it. So the album is called Loop Soup, and I want to know what's in a name. Why is this called Loop Soup? Um, it was because I feel like my brain, some chat, like my my thoughts just go into this memories from the past and also dreams of the future and things I have to do just like completely get into this chaotic loop with the present and I can't really just stay in the present and it just becomes a soup um and that's very much what the songs are about is about like soupy loopy brain fucks <laughs> soupy loopy brain fucks <laughs> I think I'm gonna name my child that <laughs> <laughs> Is is brain fucks the last name? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I like that. Um, I like we talk about this a lot, and I think it almost becomes cliche that like artists kind of work out things that are going on in their brain in their art. But I think like at least what you've got here, it, it's not just therapy. It also seems like a recontextualization of like what's going on. You're kind of like bringing all these ideas together into like almost some sort of like, like once I make sense of this, I can make something kind of cohesive and beautiful out of it. Like an album like this, it, it doesn't just feel like you're just kind of belaboring anything. It's like, here are all these different anxieties and now let's dance. <laughs> yeah. True, true. I wanted people to listen with their bodies and not with their heads because that's what I'm trying to escape myself. I'm trying to escape my head and just get into my body. So it was very important for me to make music for the body. Making music for the body. Yeah, something that you want to move to. You can feel it rather than, you know, think about it. Like I, I, I wanted like to make something that you could actually bounce to a little bit. In the songwriting process, when you say listening to your bodies, you know, that sounds like a very like in the moment, very present sort of thing. 
Um, how do you feel like when you're when you're trying to decide what message you want to say? Is it more? Does it work more to try to figure out what message you want to say beforehand and try to write that into it, or just to feel in the moment and blurt out everything? Like, how does what's the difference between those two? It's very intuitive and improvised. Like, I don't really plan out how I want to write a song. It's it usually starts with uh, some music or like even a beat. Mm-hmm. And then I just start improvising, like literally just saying what I have on my mind mm. on melody. And sometimes I just hit the right uh, combination of lyrics and melody for a phrase. And it's like, okay, there's something there. I need to explore this. Mm. This this said something I didn't even know I was feeling. So you're discovering your own things in that process as well then? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not like, oh, today I want to write about being a girl growing up like it's not like that it's 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 really um something that just surprises me a little bit mm-hmm. and sometimes i i'm like can i just write a happy song today but it doesn't really my music sounds so happy because the lyrics can be kind of depressing sometimes but i need to have some optimism in my music Oh my God! Artists don't smile. Can we talk about artists don't smile for a second? Oh my gosh, that was yeah, the one that—that's yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. what that is. Yeah, that one kind of stopped me in my tracks while I was making the drinks earlier today. I'm just like, yeah, we think that the only art worth creating or the only art that has value is one that, like, art that comes from a tortured place. Um, and I, I think like that—that that just seems very myopic. Like that—that's being tortured is. Yeah, a part of the human experience, but it's not all of the human experience, you know? Yeah, obviously, when you're tortured, you have maybe like some filters that are gone and you have like an easy access to very raw emotions. That's for sure true. But I also feel like there's a whole misconception about like, you know, therapy is the worst enemy of the arts. You know, like you can't really uh, try Mm. to to feel good because then you will kill your inspiration. And I think that's complete bullshit. Like the, the better I feel and the stronger I, I become as as a human being, the, the, the more, the more subtle things I also am able, able to write about and not just like really big, like the, the four main pillars of emotions, the four main pillars of emotion. Do you know what I'm, what I mean? I, I don't. Um, I haven't heard that before. Do you want to enlighten us? I haven't heard that either. (laughs) I just made it up. (laughs) (laughs) She said, she said, have you heard of that before? (laughs) But no, because she's just made it up. (laughs) Imagine if we sat here and we're like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. We know that. Of course. The four. Yeah. (laughs) It's incredible. I just feel like anger, sadness, Mm -hmm. love, and jealousy and you know it's just like they're like four (laughs) i like that jealousy has its own yeah jealousy's a good one oh my gosh so yeah i'm i I like what you were saying about being tortured or being sad the filters come off because like that's something i definitely experienced in something like a breakup where I feel the most inspired, I think, not even in terms of like writing about my um, sadness or whatever, but Mm. just like as like ideas come better. I'm like, maybe the answer then is like learning how to access that without being devastated. Is there a way to do that? Absolutely. How does how does one bring the wall down without just like not even destroying one's life without allowing something super bad to happen to you? Mm, I think um, music, 
for me like i think we all have these different um like medias or whatever it is that brings us in contact with our own emotions and for me that's music for other people it's nature or i don't know could be a, a million different things but for me whenever i sit down and i touch a piano i just have immediate access to things that i have like had marinating in my mind like experiences that i might have not reacted to in the moment but like they've been marinating in there and i can bring them up through music and i probably wouldn't even dare doing that if i didn't have music mm. Mm. yeah Nothing like a loss to make you realize just like how sad your music actually is <laughs> or nothing like um, a truly happy event or like lucky or whatever. Something really good happens to you for you to realize the same, like to, to hear it in music. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to tie this in, but I was just thinking about the, the temporal aspect of music, like music, film, um, television these are all mediums that only exist in time. And I think that that for me has something to do with like the way it's able to bring up emotion. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe take this out, Madeline. I just kind of went on a tangent. <laughs> no, that's great. But, but you said that, that, that you don't know how you would be able to access this without music. I mean, you were a, a dancer before in a, in a completely alternate reality, right? Nana yeah. is this is this world famous dancer. Do you think you you could have uh, you could have accessed the same places that you've gone to that music has taken you to emotionally had you been a, a dancer professionally for your, your life? I think I would definitely have been poorer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! But like being a dancer, seriously, I didn't know the feeling of stress i didn't mm. know the feeling in my body because like i was always so in tune with my body that like stress didn't um stuck up in my body mm. it, it was it was so weird like i didn't i didn't feel like that tingling feeling when you're like stressed out about something because i was just so I was such a an animal i feel like an animal and i really yeah i really feel like i miss that now when i'm so much in my head like being a dancer you're just an instrument yeah oh yeah yeah that's you know, what i mean by animal <laughs> over the summer you look so confused oh, no. <laughs> i thought you were being hunted i didn't know what to say <laughs> Uh, over the summer, I read this book by Brandon Taylor called The Late Americans that um, it's all about people who are in like arts graduate programs at like some university in like Iowa or something. Dancing is the only art form that seems to have an expiration date on it because you can only perform so long as your body um, is in like shape. And unfortunately, mm. through the aging process, like you start losing inevitably, like even if you keep yeah. yourself like um like you take really good care of yourself eventually you lose access to the way that that instrument is able to perform over your lifetime it's it seems a little like inevitably sad to me that 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 would happen like what are your thoughts on yeah. that um i think it's like an art form for young people because when you're young you don't care about getting older you don't care about turning 30 and having to retire because when you're 30 you are basically half dead anyways like <laughs> seen from an oh, 18 no. year old perspective no, do you know what i mean yeah when, like, when i was 18 i was like everyone was like oh you have to you have to take better care of your body because when you're mm -hmm. 30 you're gonna be in a wheelchair and i was like when i'm 30 like i'm already you know 
useless when I'm 30. It's like in a hundred years. But then I turned 30 and I was like, oh my God, my life is just starting. Exactly. I also feel like with people in our age group, like adulthood seems prolonged or like protracted. Yeah. Like uh, I still, I'm in my, I just entered my mid thirties and I still feel like I'm not an adult yet. And maybe that has something to do with late stage capitalism, like uh, making a lot of the, the the supposed signifiers of adulthood like forever out of reach. We're getting mm-hmm. to the point where I've yeah. like drunk so much that like the socialism's about to start happening. No, let the socialism <laughs> reign. Every single episode. <laughs> yeah, we're living in socialism over here. Yeah, I was going to say Denmark. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but don't tell our government that. They want to be just like completely unaware of socialism working anywhere. Uh, uh, yeah, so I know. Andre 3000. Do you know Andre 3000 from Outcast by any chance? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been listening a lot to him lately. And Incredible. Incredible, right? Yeah. So he, so he has this, he has this quote recently that's kind of been, you know, circulating through the music space. Little Wayne, Little Wayne was talking about it. Um, He was kind of accepting that at his age the reason why he doesn't do rap is because he doesn't he thinks he doesn't have anything to talk about at his age and and so maybe that's his age or maybe that's you know at his income level he doesn't have any as many struggles to talk about but do you think Uh, that there is something to growing up and losing uh, a fight or losing like a uh, things that need to be need to be talked about things that need to be thrown out to the world I mean have you have you encountered that at all or what are you thinking I feel like getting older you are more uh, obliged to talk in a way mm. like the opposite I feel like I'm responsible I'm responsible to talk. Do you know what I mean? When I was younger, I could just talk when I wanted. But now the older I get, I feel like it's a responsibility that I have to Mm. talk. I have to speak up. I have to, you know, have my voice heard if I have something meaningful to say. Do you know what I mean? Like also for I have two kids and I feel like I can't just sit back and be like, okay, my now my turn is over. Now it's the next generation. You know, I I, kind of have to still participate i feel right and that kind of goes counter to this saying that exists at least in our country where it's like um if you are not a liberal when you are young then you have no heart but if you're not a conservative by the time you're like 40 then you're uh you have no brain which i completely yeah i, I you're doing a lot of the, words in that sentence th- there's a lot of words there um but i i just think that it completely misses the mark because like it assumes that eventually you're going to like fall into contentment and an individualism and i don't think that that's true at all at least as i age i i feel like i am more inspired to do something for the world and more inspired toward social justice and like the creation Mm -hmm. of art that that will inspire that yeah so like i completely agree with you yeah i can totally see that and it it is it's interesting what you were just saying because like as i just told you in the beginning of the show my kids are listening a lot to michael jackson (laughs) and uh it's like this i i'm feeling a bit uh, ambivalent about it because you know he was there's all these stories about him and little boys oh, for sure, <laughs> so, yeah. so like uh, but they just adore his music and i love it too um and it just struck me why kids love michael jackson's music and i loved his music and i think it's because he has an idealism in his lyrics mm. that most adults don't they become realists and it's very like as a child you have a very strong sense of justice so when you hear a grown-up like 
be idealistic. It feels like you're being heard because, you know, most grown-ups around you are just realists. There is no Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, I'm just learning exactly. this. <laughs> I didn't know that. There was oh, no Santa sorry. Claus. Is this you finding out? <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a really good book on this that I'm actually reading right now called Monsters by Claire Dieterer. She is a film okay. critic with the New York Times, I believe. But she it, it's basically just like this personal grappling with the dissonance between um, the life of an artist and the art they create. Um, kind of like inspired yeah. by the Me Too movement. And like she talks a little okay. about Michael Jackson. But it's and but like it's not very simple. Like everyone wants to cancel somebody because they did something wrong. And like, even if somebody did like an atrocious crime, like their mm -hmm. art can still mean so much to somebody and like be an essential part of their development and identity that like, it's not as simple as just writing it off. Like I completely agree, especially about Michael Jackson. Like I used to be like this. I just feel ick after the mm -hmm. Finding Neverland um, documentary came out. And right. now I'm sure. just like, I cannot um, ignore the fact that this man made some of the most enduring music of, and like enduring and influential music of the 20th century. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, like if, it, if that idealism is um, inspiring to children, like, you know, why, why are we removing it? Right. Well, there, there's something yeah. to be said about being able to make art as an artist and still be regarded as a separation between who you are and what you make. And I do want to say, so Michael Jackson, right, that your kids are listening to, and also Nirvana. I think <laughs> yes. I think both of the groups that your kids are listening to have a very dark end period. So I think just just sure. stay away from the, like, letting them know how that ends out for each of those people. <laughs> but I can be posted. Yeah, see. But I will say so as a as a musician, as an artist doing these things. When you see people who are able to enjoy Michael Jackson and separating him from who he is as a person. I mean, in your music, do you want people to listen to your music and separate it from who you are? Or do you want him to, to take it in context of who you are? Is it you speaking out that's necessarily needs to be known in order to, to enjoy it to the fullest? I actually have no ego in my music in that sense. Like, I really don't care what people want me to be, if you know what I mean. Like if they want me to be themselves mm. or if they want me to be me or, I don't know, an alien from Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Like I just want uh, people to kind of um, feel the music and kind of make it their own stories. But it is very true to who I am, what I create. But I really like whatever people want me to be, I am that for them. And that's fine with me. Mm. Yeah. I do love that. You know, we're kind of on a tear here. Um, I, I really don't want to like wind down the interview portion, but you know, we're all on a, we, we, we all got a, um, I need my seventh drink. <laughs> no, I, I kind of want to ask like a fun question to kind of wrap this up because we've been getting like, we, we've been going down an existential rabbit hole. Um, you've said that loop soup explores the struggles of being human when you are actually an alien. So I, I kind of want to <laughs> go around the room and ask the same question of all of us, which is what is it about the human experience for you that feels so foreign or alien? What is it about the human experience? Like if you look at, so... if you imagine yourself as an alien watching humans and you see like what it is to be human, what is to you the most dissonant part of that like when you look at that you're like huh okay that we are so destructive you know we're so self-destructive mm. um 
that's something that I really like don't really see in other animals that way that we're so greedy we just can't stop it's like the stop function doesn't exist mm. yeah I'm not going to be the old man who yells at cloud here but like especially um the way that we consume social media now feels very uh um um frenetic like that's kind of what TikTok is built on. Um, but people have been saying mm -hmm. as long as there has been media that the next media that comes out is shortening our attention span, you know, uh, like television to the written word. And then like, I don't know, what, what was after TV and before Facebook? I don't even remember anymore. The end times. The end <laughs> I do want to yeah. ask, I need to ask, I need to ask, Bleed. Can you talk to me about Bleed? Social media anxiety. It seems like a cat and mouse game uh um between you know getting the likes and trying to stay present mm -hmm. yeah i just wrote that song it was actually this crazy dream i had i was i was literally dreaming that my life was a feed you know mm. when you scroll down your feed and everything i experienced in my real life was a feed where i was walking through these weird different posts and it was all like bleeding together it had like this like in my dream, the screen had this like horror type animation where blood is like like oh sliding God. down the screen. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I woke up and I wrote the two uh, sentences of the chorus. Uh, bleed, we're always on each other's feet. Can, can someone undo and delete the way we bleed? And then the day after I was like, oh, I even, I was rhyming in my dream. I need to write the song. Wow. Usually when I wake up and write down ideas, I'll like look at it the next day and I'm like, this makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which it's usually like that. <laughs> you need to go on tour with Sia when you do that. that. <laughs> like she did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one, uh, one night I was very lucky. <laughs> oh man. I was going to like music about, I think social media and the internet can sometimes be like really trite, but I really like the way that you are able to um kind of explore the, the what, what you were talking about the distractibility um into that song in particular uh god I, I was just i don't know why i was thinking about this while you were talking but there's this song from a few years ago by like this really strange artist named uh hey steve um he kind of makes oh, yeah. do you listen to hey steve i, I remember yeah i remember from this like a few years back yeah he has this song called clickbait that is just like this really sexy um, funk song uh, that's just about him like looking at this person on Tinder and then just like rhyming about like how she's clickbait or yeah, wow. or he. But no, it's it's like really sexy, like not in a an objectifying way. It's just like he's throwing out all of these different entendres that like come together so well. And I'm just like, that is using the, the new language of the internet to like create something mm -hmm. that still feels mm. like effusive art. Mm. Yeah. Also yeah. like it's, it's definitely like a um, dirty uh, underground like sex club song. So yeah, <laughs> that's going on the playlist. That's going on the playlist. Listeners go check out the playlist. I'm putting um, clickbait by Hey Steve on there. I got this, I got this chorus line from, from, from bleed here. I do it to myself. I'm running on that wheel. I'm chasing after likes. Cause I like the way it feels. I have to ask, are you still on social media? after after this yeah, song yeah <laughs> but i am horrible with uh like what's it called tiktok <laughs> oh that is god. so okay oh my god just, how do people do it 
How do people do it? I don't get it. I still haven't. I, I think my algorithm is fucked. I can't get beyond the the faces with the leeches on. The faces with the leeches? What is this? Have you seen that? It's like a thing, apparently, that my feet is full of. It's like people with their do? faces full of leeches and then they're like taking them off with pinsets. And now that I'm talking about my phone, it's probably recording it and putting more. <laughs> right. Oh, All my God. God. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by leeches. <laughs> Hit us up. The uh, Big Leech. We want to promote your, Big your platform. Big Leech. <laughs> oh, man. Humanity. It, the human experience is foreign in that way. Yeah, so I guess I'm asking you that question next. Like, what is it about the human experience that oh feels so foreign to you? It's got to be. It's got to be something we did to ourselves. It's got to be. It's got to be hope. Hope. It's got to be hope. There's no other. You know, I mean, all animals fight for the right to survive, but there's none so deluded in in the hope of any singular thing as as humanity is. The hope that that we matter. That there's definitely love out there. That there's all of these different things just to feel like you did something on your short time on Earth instead of accepting that it is a short time on Earth and that mm. it is what it mm. was and that you can't make it anything anything more than that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, have either of you read or seen The Sandman? Neil Gaiman. Yeah. I have not. So there's like a battle that he does with Satan, which is a uh, a battle of ideology. It, 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 there's no other way to describe it, where like the way that they fight is by like saying what they are, like what they become and how it mm. trumps the other one. So like, um, I am life. And, and then like life trumps whatever Satan is. And then she's like, yeah, because Satan's a woman in this. Um, she is like, I am disease. And then like it physically manifests. That. Yeah. And so like, um, I am the sum total of existence. I am all matter. And then she's like, I am antimatter that consumes everything. And it's like, then this like desolate blankness, like a void. And the only way he is able to defeat her is by saying, I am hope. I am like, I cannot be extinguished even hope. in the... I, even in the face of pure desolation, hope can still exist. Wait, can we play? Can we play that game? Would you like to play that game for oh just a God. split second? I would love to hear your yeah. answers for that. So, okay, so what say start small. So start small. So say I am Nana, right? And then I will yeah. say, actually, I'll, I'll start saying I am Khalid. Then you say I am Nana. Then I say something yeah. that I think would trump Nana. And then you tell okay, me so you something. Have to go bigger. Yeah, something that beats yeah. the last thing, I guess. Like what? Okay. What I think would put an end to that, and then you, you, what you think would put an end to? I don't know how the game works. We're trying well, it out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, they they started with animals. Like I, I am an ant, and then like I am. Okay, we can do yeah. animals too. We're gonna animals too. Okay. So, um, so think of an animal that uh -huh. relates to you, and then leech. a leech. There we go. A we leech. Started. <laughs> All right, go for it. So say I am. I am a leech. Okay. I am the eventual death of a leech. Mm. Oh. And then what are you that so, that is more important than that? That can beat the eventual death. I am the the yeah, <laughs> the I am the cat that ate the leech. The cat that ate the leech. Oh yeah. yeah. I am the unimportance of the cat. <laughs> We are so deep down this existential rabbit hole. I'm like going to go. Si I was going to go simple. Like I am a leech. I am the salt that dries up the leech. Like that oh, sort of thing. That's, I'm over here like, yeah, what is the doom and gloom? Yeah. what I am the salt. I am the water that deludes the salt. Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, I uh. am the pollution that taints the water. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, you guys are too clever for my brain right now. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. It's 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 late. It's late for you. Yeah. yeah in fact, like we we don't want to keep you too much longer. This was a lot of fun. D- does anyone have before like we wrap up with our game of hashtag mood? Does anyone have any like more questions that are just so at the the tip of our tongue? I will say it's not a question, but I do want to say, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, recently did my first trip to Europe, Berlin. This can't go on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Madeline, take this out. <laughs> Hate Berlin. <laughs> Worst place I've ever been to in my entire life. <laughs> Terrible place. I Every- love that thing. Everyone is, it's the place that cool kids go to People prove so that they're cool. They're so grumpy and they just want to be cool. Your song, Artists yeah. Don't Smile, makes me think yeah. about Berlin it's it's like this totally great understand. it's like an anti-cool kid anti-cool kid normalization like it's just you know you don't have to like pretend to be this cool person and yeah. every time whenever i go to berlin from now on i'm gonna think about artists don't smile uh, and, and that makes me so happy yeah <laughs> and i'm gonna say no to wearing all leather like everyone in, in berlin yeah, does they're still exactly. wearing all leather do they <laughs> yes. think it's 1994 yeah. i i don't yeah. know I don't know what they think because I don't <laughs> oh, <laughs> tried wow. to learn German and it didn't oh, work wow. out. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah. Nana, thank you so much for joining us today. But thank before, you so much. But before we go, I would love to play our favorite game with you. Uh, who wants to play a round of hashtag mood? What is hashtag mood? You ask. Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we're going to do is go over to the Tunes and Tumblers inbox on Instagram, and we are going to pull moods. These are themes that people have been thinking about that they want turned into a playlist on Spotify. Nice. We're going to, we have two pulled right now, and we're going to do each of them where each of us gets to pick two songs that match that mood. So this one I wanted to do because it came in from your publicist, uh, Rosie Boyd, and I love her. She wants a playlist for Out of This World UFO Emoji. Mm, I love that. Oh, like it, my immediate thought is definitely David Bowie. Yes. David Bowie. He is out of this yeah. world. Space oddity. But, uh, <laughs> but it is a very obvious pick. It could also be, um, what's the name? Uh Arca? Arca, yes! We need more Arca oh, in our lives. Arca? Arca is a, a non-binary electronic... Um, how do you describe Arca? Like the queer dance pop? Like, how do you describe Arca? Um, like an amazing producer who first got really uh, famous when, uh, uh, when she produced FKA Twix. And then also produce some amazing work for Bjork. And oh, uh, I'm just a huge fan. Yeah, we um, we posted that that photo of you on our Instagram. And the first thing my friend said was like, she likes Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I love that. That makes me very happy. Give off Bjork. Anyway. But like um, a song called uh, Mutant by yes. Arca is amazing. Yes, I love it. Down. Yes, I love that. I already have my two in mind. Um, 
in in terms of out of this world, I'm going to go very literal with it first, which, um, mm-hmm. you know, another song besides David Bowie about an astronaut orbiting the earth and like missing home and experiencing a feeling that I think is called asthenia, which is the name of the song by Blink-182 from their self-titled album. It's one of the, like, they're a very silly band, and I like that they're very silly, but every once in a while, they'll come out with this, like, really deep existential song that I'm like, do you you had this in you? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so that song, and also um, the title track to Kesha's 2017 album, Rainbow, which I love. That That's just, like, her, you know her homecoming album, her doing everything she wanted to. I watched the making of video for this and she was very inspired by pet sounds um, by the beach boys. And so like she had this full orchestra that like helped her with it, with like didgeridoos and like um, all of these, like, like a sitar and you can kind of hear it in the final production. It's this really sweet ballad. Um, But yeah, uh, I, I thought about it because like that's part of the imagery. It's like very campy, um like like the 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 image on the art box art is like her wading out into the ocean and it feels kind of like like holy mountain which we didn't get to talk about i wanted holy to talk mountain. yeah it's kind of like imagery from holy mountain where like there's this spaceship that she's like walking towards but yeah i i really love rainbow um so those are my two picks oh mm-hmm. wow i mean kesha she's come a long way since 2008 my freshman year of high school <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. TikTok, tiktok on the clock tiktok on the clock Man, who can she forget? predicted tiktok it's even Shh. spelled the same yeah she predicted yeah, it, it. <laughs> That's our, our our lord and savior i i would i would have to say so out of the world wow i feel like i'm caught caught unawares I would say Daniel Pemberton, who did the soundtrack to the Spider-Verse movies and incredible composer. Um, Also some King Arthur movies, always on my my Dungeons and Dragons playlist to this man. But he has some very great instrumentals that are just it's out of this world. It's 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 multidimensional. And just the way he moves from different act structures in the music is amazing, Um, because, of course, that's what you have to do when you're when you're composing for film. The second person I would say is um, got to give a shout out to the Pink Louds. They are, uh, I believe, uh, well, I'm going to get canceled for this. I believe Venezuelan uh, singer who really fell in love with the New York subway artists from just watching New York subway musicians do things. And so she moved to New York just so she can go underground and find a band who plays in the subway. Her music is insane. It is an explosion of life. And I and I have to give a have to give a shout out to them, um, for the out of the world portion. Wow! Yeah. Wow! We blew can't wait th- to hear it. We blasted through that. That one was like really inspired. I think usually mm-hmm. we're sitting there like, oh god, what are we? What are we, what are we doing? Do? What are we doing? What's no, that's a life? good category. Uh, we got one more that I'm pretty excited about. Go for it. Because this one is an emotion that I feel all the time. This one comes from at Devin Henry on uh, Instagram. And she wants a mood for hangry. A mood for hangry. Oh, there, there's, a, there, there's a postscript for this. Um, she wrote, also, oh my God, been a fan since 2010. Oh, what? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh. She was with you in the beginning. Wow, yeah. That was very early. That was like before my big album. <laughs> Look outside your window. She's standing right there. <laughs> She's holding the boombox from Say Anything. This one's a little um, harder. Hangry. Like, my immediate thought was, uh, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> you know. Uh, who was that artist? 
Which one? I hate you so much right now. I hate you so much right now. Sounds like my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Kelly's? Yeah. Yeah. Kelly's. The, the, yeah, the, the milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, girl. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she did that song. I love that song because I could so relate to being that angry. Why do I think that was Gwen Stefani? Because, uh, I don't know, this shit is bananas. Okay, yeah, I'm out of Miami. Yeah, that's also a good one. <laughs> the A-N-A-N-A-S. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a good one. I'll, I'll pick my first one, which is Eat It by Weird Al Yankovic, because we were mm. talking about Michael and... Parody of Beat It. Yep. Ah, <laughs> oh, but I need, I need a second to think of my second one. I don't know. I really like the thread that you were on with like angry punk. Like it reminds me of Bikini Kill when I think of hangry. But I know ah, <laughs> I have the I have the bread and butter with Hugo. Okay. Bread and butter Hugo. Yeah. Oh my god, I bread forgot about Hugo. He's that. Um. Oh my god. Thai prince. Is he actually a prince? He's actually a prince. I no didn't way. know that. The dude no looks way. like yeah. he, he presented himself like he looks John like Lennon. John He looks John like John Lennon. Lennon. John he also Lennon. when he did his cover of 99 Problems back in like 2011, he yeah, looked sure. just like Jack White. That's who he looked like. We were talking about angry punk and um when I'm hangry, I like get up in somebody's face. And I was listening to the Beastie Boys nineteen ninety four album Ill Communication and they have a hardcore punk song that's like one minute long. It's uh called Tough Guy. And like it's him getting up in this face, like, you know, who the fuck do you think you are, tough guy? And usually when I'm hangry, <laughs> I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna get angry at somebody who doesn't deserve it. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. There's not a lot of music about food about being angry after food i'm, I'm noticing a, a little divide there's there. not a lot of music about cooking it there's generally not. we could you know we should do that have you ever thought about making a, a side project about food a food-based side project yes i love food i love cooking <laughs> i love everything in regards to food <laughs> good good completely on board <laughs> So, Devin, I, I hope you like these few songs and the promise that we are going to create a food super group. Just for you, Devin. Yes. Um, so I, before we talk about Holy Mountain, I'm just going to do the part that I do at the end of this. Listeners, do you have a mood of your own? Why not call or text the Tunes and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477? We haven't gotten a text in a long time because people just hit up, hit us up on our Instagram inbox but we used to get voice messages all the time and we want you to leave us a voicemail like get past your anxiety we like we love to hear your lovely voices we favor those ones over the other ones yes we we miss miss you we miss your voices yeah so hit us up but also when we call for moods on our instagram we love pulling them from there Uh, your favorite artist just may give you a playlist on the air it's getting to be that time um we have yeah i know this has been so this has been so great like this has been one of my favorite conversations so nana thank you so much for joining us thank you Uh, thank you but it's been a pleasure it has but before we go do you have anything you would like to plug for our listeners Mm. um the andre 3000 new album i've been listening a lot to that lately yes I love that like most artists are just like, yeah, go listen to my album or I'm going to be on tour. And you're just like, listen to Andre 3000. (laughs) (laughs) Just in general, you have to. The first song of which, what is the first song called? The first song is called, I really wanted to. Want to make a rap album. But this is literally the way the the wind blew me. Life literally blew me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love the titles. Incredible stuff. 
if we if there ever yeah. was a poster boy for stay goofy it is um andre 3000 <laughs> mm. i love uh, him well we will not keep you any longer if you want to go out and have a good night or if you want to go to sleep <laughs> Well, I probably have to do a lot of picking Pokemon cards up from the floor and just tidying. Yeah, it's true. We do have to have our our, our battle soon. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. And this you, was really enlightening. This is really good. And you too, Khalid. Like, please, I want oh. you to come back on the show too. Oh, this is fun. I have to go blast the Andre 3000 album. Yes. And then come back. Just so yeah. much experimental jazz flute. Exactly. <laughs> And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. It helps us out a lot. And if you go into the episode description, scroll on down to the very bottom, you can sign up for the Tunes and Tumblers Patreon. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Plus, there are a ton of perks for you to enjoy. And Eric promises that the Discord will be set up soon mm. so that y'all can go sit in there and do nothing. I, I don't know how Discord works. Really? Live your life. Drink. You drink. Know. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Madeline May and researched by Nick Nichols. Jamie Kahn handles all our digital content. Our theme song is by the band New New Girlfriend. Mm. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. Oh. And until next time, cheers. 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 <laughs> You gotta be, gotta be tortured And dark It's so invoked to be Artists don't smile You gotta be, gotta be sad And serious all the time Turn that smile upside down Smile You look so hot right now Smile Turn that smile upside down Smile It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.